cliffcentral.com. Well, here he is, George Meany. Did you have a, a cold plunge this morning or was that picture from a while ago? No, that was this morning, Gareth. Good morning, some people. Ooh, look um, at you. Look at you leading the way. Was, no, this morning was honestly the coldest that I've experienced it since I started doing it a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Um, it was cold. That water was about 13 degrees. Um, and funny thing happens when you get into that cold water is the condensation out of your breath immediately Ooh. happens. You, you, you <laughs> immediately kind of breathe that, uh, that condensation. Jesus. I mean, like, well done to you, George. It's not something I could do. All right. So uh, what have you got uh, for us on was, the, uh, what have you got for us on the end of this morning? Hmm. I was I was in two minds this morning. I got my I got I got my feet into the step. And I was like, Oof, shit, this is cold. Hell this, no. this, this, this is probably cold. <laughs> but I did it. I just plunged and uh, and it went. So that's fine. First things first, uh, uh Volvo gave me this beautiful C forty to drive for the last week. Nice. Um, it is a really nice car. It's uh, it's shorter than my iPace. Um, um, taller, feels like a proper SUV, but uh, um, a really nice car to drive. There's a couple of features on this car that that I think Volvo have got right. Um, huh? And the first one is uh, is the the LED headlights. Um, I didn't know the car had the feature um, until I, I went to gym the other night and it was dark. I'm yep. driving up the road and uh, a car was coming in the opposite direction. And, um, and suddenly um, there was a black spot on the car. The car's brights, the, the Volvo's brights were still on, but there was a black spot on the, on the, on the oncoming car. And uh, then I realized what, uh, what technology it had. And um, it has this, uh, this LED technology that recognizes Man. where the light is coming from and then just Amazing. creates a hole. That's dark. very, very cool. Very cool, very cool, and then uh, and then the other coolest feature is the adaptive cruise control. I don't get scared of the car braking. Um, if you're if you're in on on the on the freeway doing 120, um, it breaks in time. My iPace doesn't do it so well. Uh, I have to I have to really you know watch my iPace because uh, sometimes the car in front of me breaks and then it takes a couple of seconds before it starts braking. This one doesn't do that. It starts to brake immediately when the car slows down in front of you course well i mean those those adaptive headlights are incredible i had them on the uh, mercedes i was driving for a while yes mercedes has it as well and uh, wow. it, it's it, it, the funny thing is everything is still illuminated except the spot in front of you um it's uh, I, I think every car should have that uh, that tech no it's amazing proper that is the kind of tech that i always could you know i'm i'm, I'm blown away by Lots and lots of things, but that to me is is tremendous. That's uh, uh, and and I think it should be a standard safety feature. There should be a couple of things like airbags. Those kinds yeah. of headlights are, are definitely a safety feature. I felt like, okay, I'm uh, I'm getting a bit older. Your eyes don't work so well. Um, and now I I can drive at night. I feel like I'm 25. Yeah, right. There we go with your bad eyes. <laughs> with my bad Good eyes. Work. Terrible eyes. Um, Go ahead. So four cars named after horses, Gareth, and I'm sure everybody's going to say Ford Mustang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Okay, but there's a there, there's a couple of other cars that uh, that are also named after horses, um, or horse type 
paraphernalia. And it's funny that cars came directly after horses as a mode of transport and uh, and car companies named their cars after horses, mostly Ford. Uh, for some reason, Ford has gone on this bandwagon. Um, but an, another one is Dodge, a Dodge Charger. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a Dodge Charger. Uh, yes, I no. have. Now, Dodge Charger, the term, um, uh, the term Charger was referred to as a cavalry or a war horse back mm-hmm. in the days of chariots. Cavalry or war, or war horse. And then the Ford Bronco, you've, you've obviously seen the Ford Bronco. I think, uh, what is his name? Yeah. The guy that uh, killed his wife or allegedly killed his wife. Um, um, um uh- Simpiwe, do you know, you watch all those uh, CSI channel nonsense murder mystery things? I don't don't really remember their names. I just remember the crimes that they commit and how to get away with it. O.J. Simpson, that's it. He was chased on the highway. Oh, O.J., are you joking? Yes, there was the Ford Bronco, correct. Yeah. So the word Bronco is uh, used uh, to describe an untrained or non-fully trained horse. Mm-hmm. So that's oh. what the term Bronco means. And then Ford uh, had another car called a Ford Pinto. Um, now, now, Pinto refers to the horse's coat color, uh, specifically okay. the one that includes patches. I don't know if you've seen horses with patches, almost like, uh, um, uh, that, like a uh, Palomino. Yes, like a Palomino with, uh, with patches. And uh, that, the, the, the term is Pinto. Apparently, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. All of these names are better than some of the names they give for cars that are unrelated to everything. I mean, they, it's almost like they're making up these words, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, I think uh, somebody sits in the design center somewhere and makes makes these sure. things up. Now, here's sure. an interesting one. You've heard of a Mitsubishi Colt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the Colt is defined as a young, uncastrated male horse. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's uh, that's us, George. We're uncastrated males. I don't know if we're young anymore. I don't know if we're young anymore, but we'll claim it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then uh, moving on to uh, a question that I think uh, will get a bit of revolt if uh, if suggested, and that is, would you pump your own fuel in South Africa? No, mm-hmm. oh, I, I don't even know where to start. No. You went like, straight out of the gates with a no. Okay. <laughs> Do you, George? Um, I yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think we're spoilt in South Africa, to be honest. With uh, you know, in overseas, you you do everything yourself. You clean your house yourself. You make your bed yourself. You wash the sure. dishes yourself. You pump your fuel yourself. Um, so uh, there were two states that uh, um, had laws that still forced um, pump attendance, and one of them was Oregon. And recently, okay. in the last month, Oregon has finally abolished the law that uh, attendants have to pump fuel. Now, this law comes from the early 1900s where it was a safety issue um, and they didn't want uh, uh, a person climbing out of their car and pumping fuel and spilling it all over okay. the place and then potentially Makes potential sense. fire. So that's, that's where the pump attendants sure. actually come from. So Oregon is one of the last states to now abolish this law where uh, attend, attendants don't have to help you. You can, you can help yourself. So it remains to be seen what happens because usually there's a couple of cents in terms of dollars per, per liter or per gallon that you, you save um, if you pump fuel yourself. But uh, would you do it in South Africa? I don't I, think so. Uh, 
I'm not rushing to do it. I think it's probably better that the people who know how to do it and also for the garages themselves so that they know what to charge you. I mean, these guys are they're good at what they do. They're trained to do what they do. I think it's also employment. It's a job creation. Not a bad idea. Um, Richard yeah. has a question for you, George. He says, um, I'm moving with my wife to Libreville in Gabon. Would it be worth buying a car there? And is it worth, um, is it true that you could just use a uh, valid foreign driver's license? Do you know anything about uh, that? Yeah. So Richard, I mean, funnily enough, I, t- I spoke to one of my colleagues about this the other day, um, because they were going to or came from, uh, one of the African countries and uh, you can use a South African driver's license for up to okay. six months in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in an African country. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so up to six months, I believe. You I see, Simpiwe, this is why we have George on the show. Do you see that? Yes. But um, in that six months, do you then have to do a new license in the the, the foreign country? I'd, I'd have to go and look into that, Simpiwe. I don't oh. know. It's just oh, okay. that, that's about all I know. So, um, so you can use it, and I believe mm-hmm. it's for up to six months. Okay, how about this question, George? Uh, do you have a favorite stretch of road? In South Africa, mine is Meringspoort, according to Congo Chris. Congo, I've never heard of Meringspoort, but uh, my, my my favourite stretch of road is probably um, probably the one going up to the Kruger Park uh, just after Nelspruit. There's a there's a mountainous area there. Um, that's uh, that's a nice stretch of road to drive. Beautiful. All right, everybody. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this morning. Uh, George, very good to see you. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. Ciao. Bye-bye.